It's the Favorites Podcast presented by FanDuel. It might be cold, but the sports calendar is heating up and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel. I love betting with FanDuel because their app is safe, secure, and easy to use. And when I win, I get paid fast. And FanDuel is now live in Maryland. So use promo code FAVORITES and download the FanDuel app today to make every moment more this football season. Must be 21 or older and in select states. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit FANDUEL.com slash RG. In Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia, 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. Call 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789. Call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. I am joined, as I am for every episode, by my co-host, my companion, my compadre, my BFF professional better, Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon. Hello, Chad. What's going on, brother? Listen, when last we spoke... The U.S. was playing Iran. Yeah. We were hoping they'd advance in the World Cup. You tried to claim that this is the one time every four years that Americans fall in love with soccer. <laughs> I refute that premise and say Americans are always sports fans. And this happens to be the event that is capturing their attention right now. And I think every American sports fan would look for an excuse to stop working from 2 to 4 p.m. in the middle of a Tuesday afternoon in order to watch something. And I will say that second half of that Iran-U.S. game was excruciating. Like you can see why people love watching soccer so much and why it evokes such passion because that was fucking intense. <laughs> well, I always try to explain to Americans as it's like playoff baseball. It's the same kind of feeling of it's always a one-run game or a one-nothing game, and you're living and dying by every touch and every little thing. So, um, yeah, that was a really exciting game. Now, before we dive in, Chad, I do have a bone to pick with Miami Dolphin fans. Okay, let's hear it. All right. We did a show, and usually me and Chad, I'll get hate. Mail. I mean, every day I'll probably get three to four DMs on Twitter after a show. Nothing, nothing out of the normal. So I go to bed. I wake up Wednesday morning to our show post, and it's multitudes of DMs from Miami Dolphin fans upset at me and Chad um, about us simply talking about the Dolphins having a hard schedule coming up and the fact they haven't played that hard of a schedule. What the hell happened? It, it was a bizarre world of just really nasty, mean things said to me. And I, people that message back, usually I don't read or look at DMs, but when it's that many, I had to look. I looked, told the people, if you go back in August, I gave out them to win that division. Like I was a Miami supporter, a Miami fan. If Chad wants to bring up their schedule and I agree with them, we're just talking about the matchups they have going forward. And it's like, 
just there's just certain people it's like don't take things so serious okay especially when you're going your way to meet people it's like you're on a rock flying through space around a, another rock that's on fire a million degrees in the void of vastness, vastness of the darkness of space don't be so upset don't be so mean i couldn't believe it uh dolphin fans have been cool this year that is the most angry fired up i've had a fan base made me feel like Stephen a for a second but we didn't really give a take we were simply stating the fact of they had an easier schedule those last couple games and now it's about to get very tough and i totally agree with what chad said about the fact that it is going to get tough and it will be really interesting to see what two is made of and what kind of team it is and that that to me just was funny to me though how upset people got off so i just had to comment to the really angry, I would say 10 to 20 fans of Miami Dolphins. I love your perspective. I love your context. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag gratitude. Yeah. Like the amount of time we were, we are on this earth is so small. <laughs> I'm just not going to get really mad at commentators who say mean things about the teams that I like, especially when all we're saying is that their schedule gets harder. And it does. The last six <laughs> games, they have played basically bad teams at home. The next six ge- games, they play good teams on the road. Those are the facts, people. We're not living in an alternative truth universe. That's just what it is. We didn't say Tua sucks. I think he's having a great year. Big fan. Huge fan of Mike McDaniel. I like. I love watching his TikToks. I think the way he communicates with his team He's amazing. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. Big fan of everything they're doing. Schedule is just fucking hard the rest of the year, people. Now I'm getting lit up in the chat seeing I'm soft as an Eagles fan. (laughs) I am not soft. I'm just bringing it up to the forefront of like, please save, save your nasty DMs. It was just, it just was just so out of place where if we came on here and just shit on the dolphins for 20 minutes, I would understood it. It was just, it felt like we barely even touched on it. It was just us talking about how hard their schedule is. Just interesting. Well, listen, I'm glad people uh, are listening on AMP. That's awesome. Uh, reminder <laughs> that today we will try to filter down to our final five for our favorite picks for Sunday. You can follow those picks. We will log them in the Action Network app, the Faves Five. Usually do that around noon on Sunday. I'll put notes in there based on where the line is for our contest, which locks on Wednesday um, versus where the line is at that point. Do we still like it? Why are we making those decisions? Um, we will give out our big balls bet of the week. We will finalize Scooch Roulette. Reminder, I won last week. Simon lost. Um, we'll lose some money line around Robin. Also, reminder, Foxhole, 49ers minus three and a half. I'm a little nervous about that. Speaking of, even though (laughs) all the Dolphins talk we just had, I'm still nervous. That line is now at four. Uh, Simon says Giants plus two and a half. Exact decision, the ED. Cincy plus two and a half. Before we get to any of it, let's do sharp calls. <laughs> Hello, who's there? I'm talking. Ring, ring, telephone ring. Somebody said, baby, what you doing? Sharp calls was rough for your boy this week, Chad. A lot of hate coming at Simon from a lot of the guys I bet with and work with. The biggest ones are on your side, my semi-pro friend. They they love your idea on the Titans. They're with you on the Titans. It's a lonely, it's a lonely feeling going against the pros and the public. It really is because there's just really no one left with you. And I got exactly what they're saying is what you're pretty much saying. It's you're getting variable at a big number as a dog. 
He's been very profitable, especially on the money line. You take him in these positions, it's been very profitable. But I was – I get where they're coming from. My whole view of it is we saw last week what the Bengals were able to do with taking Derrick Henry away, and that kind of shut down that whole offense. And the Eagles this week, I had heard some whispers that we were supposed to get Jordan Davis back, and then we just saw him come off IR this week. Now it's three weeks he could come back. He doesn't have to come back this week. It could be next week or the week after that. Um, so I was trying to get ahead of the number for for one of one of those reasons is he's the best run stopper the Eagles have. He, he is a game changer uh, for that team. He eats up doubles. So not surprising. The pros, they love the Titans with Chad. The other biggest one, I know a really, really smart group that came in heavy on the Bengals, and they took a large position at two and a half on them. We've seen that number drop now to one, one and a half. Doesn't surprise me. We and Chad talked about that game. We'll talk about it again today. That just felt like a game that, the pros would be on, the public would just be hammering the Chiefs. So they're going to have that, even though it's through zero, they're going to be teasing that number up, like down, whatever, plus four, plus five. They're going to have their money lines. That's going to be one of the bigger pros versus Joe's games this week. And another game that Chad is going to feel maybe a little better now that he knows this. The, the, there's a really, really smart group that, you know, I gave out that big Dallas bet. They've taken a huge, huge position on this 49ers team. They took – a big position on it Monday, took another position again Tuesday morning, and then again on Wednesday. And they finally have moved it up at most books to minus four. So that's going to be a, another game this week of the public will be all over Miami for good reason. What we talked about, they have a lot of talent on offense. But interesting when you hear a, a, a professional group making a large position play on a 49ers team that three and a half is a key number. So uh, if you if you if you're wanting to get Miami at four, it seems like seems like all week about to get that forward just because the pros are going to be better that way. Oh my god, this is so exciting! So, on the Titans, just some context: the number opened at six and a half, got bet down to five and a half. Uh, this morning, it's at four and a half. I would say I've seen uh, some four and a halves. Yeah, it's down to four and a half this morning. Uh, massive amount of money coming in on the Titans in the uh, Niners Dolphins game. To your point, Simon. Majority of the money coming in on the Dolphins, majority of the tickets coming in on the Dolphins, the line has moved in the other direction, which tells you the professionals are playing the 49ers. Um, and they're just betting it constantly. So they've just yeah. been betting at multiple states, multiple books for Slamming one, four it. days now. Really interesting. Uh, and then finally, the Bengals and the Chiefs. This is a pros Joe's game, but very close. 54-49. Um, uh, uh, is the split and 51% is the money on the bangle. So, and then the last one, uh, just cause it will, we're going to have to talk about it just cause I've, I've kind of flipped on it. It's the Vikings jets. Um, you're back at the jets. I've heard a lot of rumblings jets. about the jets. A lot. Yeah. And I didn't really want to do it. Cause again, it's Mike wet on the road, but you know, I have guys that call me up. They're going to smack me around a little bit and be like, you fucking idiot. Look at the jets defense. Stop looking at Mike white and look at the cornerbacks and how they're going to be able to stop and play against this Vikings team. So, again, it's it's trying to be humble and take and listen to my elders and respect my elders and kind of take their position where I just thought it was a good spot for this Vikings team at home catching the Jets team off after, again, Mike White played arguably a perfect game. So, could be misreading it, but if 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 Chad wants to talk me into taking the Jets, I probably will be able to be talking to it because it just seems like a lot of really smart people are on that side, and I might be overlooking um, just such a dominant defense that this Jets team is. Yeah, we'll get into it. Uh, yeah. I listened to Stucky and Raybon on the Action Network podcast, and they've always got incredible breakdowns. Um, and 
Raybon, uh, uh, or was it Stucky? No, I can't remember. But one of them had an incredible breakdown of the Jets. Um, so, like supporting the Jets, supporting the Jets. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah it seems like that's the that's the pro side. It was Stucky. It was Stucky, Matt Mitchell. That's right. Okay, Matt Mitchell says it was Stucky. <laughs> so, um, let's get into it. Uh, let's talk about the Jets. Let's talk about the Jets right away because um, you know on Sun on, on Tuesday, like we immediately thought Vikings because of the perception and the blowout, but again. Vikings had another one score game, probably got lucky with the right. Hunter Henry call uh, on the Patriots not being a touchdown. Uh, here was something really interesting that was pointed out by Stucky. 31st in the NFL defending short passes, 65% of Mike White's completions last week were on short passes. And this, I think, was Raybon pointed out that on paper, the Jets are a better team. Yeah, like ninth in overall DVOA, 18th on offense DVOA, fourth on defense DVOA. Vikings 22nd, 20th, and 23rd in those categories. And by the way, the Viking, the Jets were doing all of that with Zach Wilson. And I will say to people, the only fear is all year the Vikings had this number and they keep winning and somehow fucking cover. Yes. They're just that stupid team that way. So that was what I said to the guy was just the fact that. I wanted just to take the Vikings at two and a half. I felt like that was going to be a nice price. I have this line at three. And he said, well, you fucking idiot. Just take the Jets plus three then. That's the right side. That's a team that's better. They're they're well coached. Their defense matches up really well against what this Vikings team wants to do. And those are fair arguments. But there is magic to this Vikings team, which is like one of those stupid things we can't account for number-wise. But I, I can't look at this Jets team and say to myself, what, what's their biggest weakness? And it's Mike White, and if this kid's playing like the way he's he played last week, there's no weakness to this Jets team. They they really are filled out really well. Like their wide receiver wide receiver position is very 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 balanced. Like the Zach Wilson stuff that was on Zach Wilson. They have the weapons. Garrett Wilson, he's a great receiver. So Mike White, he got away with a couple ones last week, but like I feel like you just talked about this this Vikings team. They're just not that good. Like they're what is their point differential plus five or something crazy like that. So I know they're nine and two, and it's it's really incredible what they've done this year, or ten and two. But man, can they can they keep getting away with this, Chad? At plus three, I feel like you're right. That that's the smart side to take. Um, it's just, are we going to be able to take plus two and a half? Because that's going to probably be the choice. And you know, we were both pissed last week. That scared us off the Cardinals, where you know we should have been on it at plus two and a half. So it'll be interesting to see what we do with the the contest and that number. Look, this number right now, it's at three. Opened at four and a half. Money coming in on the Jets. It's probably going to go to two and a half. It will because a, a the like a sharp book already has a two and a half, so it's going to go two and a half. It's going to go to two and a half. Yeah. Uh, and I think that whoever you spoke to about the Jets doesn't matter who's playing quarterback. We cannot expect Mike White to do what he did in the rain against a really bad Bears defense. <laughs> That's um, fair. You know the Vikings can get more pressure, right? And so they will be able to get in his face. But the Jets' defense is just so good. Right. And that, I feel like that's the reason you take the three. That's the reason you got to take the three. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see what we get in the contest. But I do like the Jets at plus three. Uh, let's talk about – let's revisit um, the Falcons right now. Because they are at home 
This line has gone up. It's uh, at, they're plus one right now. Um, I cannot understand for the life of me why anybody would take the Steelers in this spot. I like Kenny Pickett. I think he's a gamer. I think he's going to be a serviceable, if not better, professional. Been really impressed with how he's evolved from being thrown into the fire to being better after the bye week. Um, we saw it against New Orleans. We saw it against Cincinnati. We saw it against the Colts. But they shouldn't be road favorites. This isn't a rah-rah Mike Tomlin spot. This is a bet the Falcons who probably should be playing for the division and still have a shot at it. Why would I not bet the Falcons here? Come on, get his ass. Get his ass. Get his ass. Act your ass up, little dude. Give it to him. Yeah, and the Tomlin magic made sense when Pittsburgh was a dog, but now that it's yeah. flipped in their favorite, it's like this is kind of when you want to get off the Tomlin and the Pittsburgh train. And you're right about Kenny. This is a big spot for a rookie to be put in on the road against an Atlanta team that, yeah, they've had some struggles here, but I don't expect those struggles to continue. They're they're getting healthier as the season's gone along. The issues now is what's this offense really going to look like? You're you're down you're down pits, which I know he wasn't a huge factor, but the defense still had to equate for that. And Drake London hasn't been targeted like he should be for this offense. Um, so that's the questions with Atlanta right now. Is you kind of kind of ever losing trust in their offense of late. They're just they seem like they're not functioning well. Um, teams have been able to defend them better, but it's 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 hard to look at it and just think to yourself that this Atlanta team, like you just said, shouldn't be closer to a field goal favorite in a game against a Pittsburgh team that that's that's a big task to ask them to keep winning these close hard games and how they're going up against a team that just lost a game that, you know, they probably not just win, but at least cover. So the public to no one's surprise is going to come in heavy on Pittsburgh, right? They, they've been good. They've been good to them where Atlanta since starting the season six and oh ATS, they've struggled. I mean, they have struggled, especially against the spread. So feels like another game chat where it's just going to be me and you and a couple of pros on Atlanta and the public will be all over Pittsburgh in this position. You loved the Giants the other day. I don't know if the Falcons make it into the contest, though. We'll see. Yeah, it depends on the number. Depends on the number. I, the truth is, we're not going to get better than, I think, one and a half on the Falcons. If I had to predict in the contest, we won't get right. better than one and a half. You love the Giants two and a half. It was your Simon Says play. Remind people why that is. I love them coming in the week. Not only is this a good spot to take a divisional matchup home team, the biggest fact in this game is just that the Giants have been on a slump here. The last couple of weeks, they have not been playing well. The injuries seem to have caught up to them, where Washington has been going the other direction, right? They've been outperforming. The bounces have been going their way. We already talked about they're six and one in their last seven, which is just insane to think about that. They've done this with Heineke, an undrafted quarterback, but he's played well. Like they've schemed it right. He's using the weapons around him right. But now you're getting a Giants team that's a home dog and a really, really scrappy one at that. That usually in these games, this is where you want it back, a Giants team. Like, they're what, – what's catching up to them is the teams are kind of figuring out what they want to do on offense, right? These naked bootlegs and getting Daniel Jones out wide and kind of getting him on the mood. And I agree, teams have figured that out. But I, I assume they're going to be able to counter that. And looking at this Washington team, they've struggled against the run. And you're now you're getting Saquon in a good spot against a team that's struggled against the run. So uh, I, I made the closer to a pick. That's my biggest description of this. It's like – if you're getting plus two and a half, plus three with the Giants, you just have to take that special divisional game. I thought we'd get to the three because I thought the public would come in really heavy on Washington, but it seems like it's split so far at this point. So 
Um, if you didn't get the two and a half and it's down to two, you might better wait. I do think I'll go back up to two and a half. I'm surprised that nobody, none of the sharps called us about this. Yeah, it wasn't one they loved. I mean, again, the biggest one they talked about to me, they hated my Eagles pick and they loved the Bengals pick. That was and the 49ers. Like those, those three we really talked about a lot. Um yep. just the fact there's multiple groups hitting it. Again, they're not making big bets every week, but it is interesting when teams take when not teams, when different groups take positions on games I'm the opposite of. And I'm just like, shit. The same way last week. Like you talk about the Tennessee Bengals one. It's like, I'm with you. I would have loved to been all over that Bengals one. That was a great read, but it's like, fuck, man, these guys, they know what they're doing. They take a large position like this. Usually it works out for them. So that's that's the balance with listening to these guys and trying to fight through what's what's right and what's wrong. So uh, all right, so that's our take on the Giants. Let's go back a little bit to the Bengals because I loved the Bengals the other day. And um, to me, if you're getting Jamar Chase back, which I think you are. Yeah, he'll be you're back. Getting Joe, you're getting Joe Mixon back. Um, I understand the history with Patrick Mahomes that when he is a favorite of less than three, He's generally unbeatable. Right. In November and December, he literally is unbeatable, uh, <laughs> winning 26 yeah. consecutive games. I didn't even think of that. Um, Shit. But no, listen, dude. <laughs> That's damning. No, I didn't even think dude, of that. He he does not lose in dude, December. Hey, we don't need him to we don't need him to lose. We True. just need the game to be less than you miss know, an two extra and a half point. points. Yeah, just need him to miss an extra point. This Bengals team has been Really strong on defense. And I think Joe Burrow's just in his zone, man. He's seeing it. And, and, you know, we talk about this all the time. And this is germane to Deshaun Watson, too. And you said it, like, last on Tuesday. We don't know what we're getting with Deshaun Watson. Because, and I'm going to get to the point. He hasn't played for two years. Yeah, Quarterbacks need training camp. They need practice reps. They need a lot of those things. And then they need oh, yeah. game reps. Joe Burrow, like, basically didn't play in training camp. And so... It took him four to five weeks to get where he needed to be. And now he's doing what exactly what we'd expect him to do. And I don't think Kansas City has the defense to be able to pressure him in the way that he needs to be pressured to be uncomfortable at home when he's got a really powerful offense. Yeah, and even if they do get a little bit of pressure, we we touched on the fact that the Chiefs secondary is all young and they're small. And he's got his big body in Higgins and his big body in Chase on the outside. That's what Joe's kind of leaning on nowadays, where if he's getting pressure, like you said, we'll just put it up to his guys down the sideline rather than even take the sack or the hit. So, um, <laughs> uh, Patrick Mahomes, congratulations on having a baby boy. Yes, very happy for him. Uh, <laughs> I know it was funny the other day I was watching. What clip was it? It was some clip. It might have been Brady's kid dropping back and, like, throwing a pass. And, you know, Archie Manning's playing football. Like, it just – it made me think of this next generation we might get of quarterbacks from all these Hall of Famers. It's just – what a great time to be a football fan. Oh, um, my God. It's amazing. <laughs> so just for this game, I don't know. What, what do you want to do? Would you want to put in our contest? Yeah. I have no fear on this. All right. No fear. I play with confidence. <laughs> um. Yeah, I would. I wouldn't. I would not be uncomfortable. If one and a half. You're cool with it. No. That's what it's going to be. I guess my feeling on this is, I'm and I don't know that. Like I haven't looked, but I, I just, I, I basically, 
the, the contest has been ahead of it. They usually go the sharp line. Like they're going to go with what they think the pros are going to bet it to. So I'm I'm looking at a book right now that I trust. It's one and a half. Um, I'll pull up the one we use, but that that's what I feel like it's going to be. It's it'll be hard for me not to take it Sunday because it is. It's just such a good spot to back a Cincy team that Joe is just. He's the same thing as Mahomes. Like whoever has the ball last is going to win this game. And I like that we're getting the point and a half still in it. Um, in this matchup, but yeah, this week like there's three or four games I really like, and this is one of them. It'll be a good conversation on Sunday. Uh, another game. Have we touched on multiple games that you really like so far? Like we both love Cincy. Would you say that you feel strongest about Cincy Jets and Giants or? Uh, uh, I would say um, Cincy 49ers right now are my two favorite this week. All right. So that was the next game I want to talk about was the 49ers. Yeah. Uh the only thing that concerns me is that Kyle Shanahan in this spot at home <laughs> right. as a favorite, he calls a different game. It's almost like he gets more conservative. And um, I'm worried about McCaffrey being banged up. I'm worried about Jimmy G being banged up. I'm worried that what Waddle and Tyreek Hill can do on the edges yeah. Is so confounding. It may it, it makes me nervous. Like the the fact that you've got a massive group coming in on the Niners is interesting to me. Yeah, it's nice. And I think they're looking at it where I go with my stuff is the D-line O-line matchups and that's where you can find a lot of value. Um game we didn't touch on able to talk about the end for the amp fans of that that Bills New England game. You've seen that line move and people are like why is it moving so much? Is that just cuz of the professional money and it's no, there's a major injury to the Bills' offensive line, and Von Miller's out as well. So it's like, if your left hat, your starting left tackle is out, and your arguably best edge rusher is out, that's going to move a number. People always think it's just mainly the quarterbacks, running backs, or whoever are going to move it. But it's like the books are smart; they understand how important offensive and defensive lines are. That's what this matchup's all about here. Miami, as great as they have looked these last couple of weeks, look at the matchups their offensive line has go against defensively like what defensive line they played against and we've seen the games that Miami struggled this year it's been against really good defensive lines I mean Matt Mitchell knows oh too well that game the Bills lost their defensive line dominated Miami's offense that Miami's offense had maybe three big plays against the Bills in that game that's how they won it just a wacky game we saw that again when they played the Jets even though he went out of the game and he got banged up to in that game the Jets defensive line was absolutely dominating this Miami's offensive line. So I think they're betting that, okay, the, the, we, we totally agree. I mean, I sent you that video of that Saints fan losing his shit. We totally agree. The Saints easily should have covered that game. Yes. If they outplayed them. They had all the opportunities to do that. Jimmy completely laid an egg. That's why I feel so good about taking 49ers. They just had a game where they laid an egg and they got away with it. Now they're not going to be overlooking this Miami team. It made sense. They might have overlooked that. Shane's going to have his guys ready for this matchup, especially against his pupil and uh mcdaniel so i love everything about it like the four it scares me a little bit i'm hoping we can get the three and a half because that's what i bet a lot of money on that's what i'd rather get in the contest but i'd still take it a four that's what i make the game you just know i fucking hate pushes so that that would piss me off but three and a half you can still find it i'd grab it just says it's it's a matchup of how real are both these teams which we already talked about like this is going to be an awesome game in the sense we but we're really going to figure out which team is legit 
from this game. Because if Miami can move the ball like we think they they could be able to with Tyreek and Waddle and their line can hold up against Bosa and that's a real key matchup to watch, then, yeah, Miami's for real. If not, it just knocks them down to the peg. We're just like, okay, the Bills are still the class of that division and Miami's got you know a rough road against them like you just talked about, a bunch of hard games. This is one of many. Guess where you can get 49ers minus three and a half right now? FanDuel. FanDuel, our sponsors, <laughs> not afraid. They're not afraid. San Francisco minus three and a half. Football fans make every Thursday one to remember with a no sweat same game parlay from FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. All customers can get free bets back if your NFL same game parlay doesn't hit. Same game parlays are the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payday tonight. My favorite same game parlay is the under Josh Allen anytime touchdown and Josh Allen over his rushing yard total. Build your own or choose from one of the popular SGPs pre-built for you in FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. FanDuel is also now live in Maryland. Marylanders, make sure you get in on the action also with great offers boosts just for you. Just sign up with promo code favorites if you don't already have an account. That's promo code favorites to get free bets back. If your SGP doesn't hit, make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older and in select states, three plus legs, minimum $1 bet required. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $5 restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text Next Step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas. 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text Hope NY in New York. Tennessee red line is 1-800-889-9789, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit www.1800gambler.net in West Virginia. Can we talk about a disgusting game right now that I love? We got three <laughs> gross games. We got Colts plus 11 on the road at Dallas. Yeah. We got the Browns. Uh, minus seven on the road at Houston, which Houston is treating like it's Super Bowl. The city is treating it like I it's know. And we got the Rams. There we go. Plus eight, actually down to seven and a half because the wise guys have come in on the Rams. I don't know why. Say it. And the Seahawks. Dude, <laughs> you know what we're doing right now? Yeah. Big balls <laughs> bet of the week, my friend. <laughs> It is. We love the Rams when everyone everyone's jumped off the ship. It's empty. Aaron Donald, he's never missed a game. He's finally jumped off the ship. So it, it is the biggest balls bet maybe of the year that we're going to make. No brainer. Have to bet this, especially at seven and a half. Yep. What do we do in the contest? I feel like this this could be a really interesting play in the contest. This is some game theory here. If we want to make up ground and it's getting late in the year. This might be a play that we got to make because I don't think a lot of people will take the Rams. 
Luckily, we've been so good, though, we don't even need to do that BS yet. Because, like, again, we had a bad week. I just look, we're three back still. So it's like if we were five back or six, maybe I'd start doing a little bit of game three. But with us, we just got to still just find the winners at this point. So seven and a half, though, like no no brainer automatic play. Six and a half, that's when it's like, oh, man. Yeah, that, yeah that's tough. It's not going to be at six and a half. The game hasn't gone below seven and a half yet. That's true. That's true. But at the same time, this time last week when we did the Cardinals, they were three and a half. And for some reason, they put them two and a half. Like they knew that number was going to jump down. Um, but that could have been just because they knew Kyler was going to come back. Um, bastards. That's what they are. Yeah. The the interesting the interesting game, like you just told me about that Houston one, was I heard a couple guys that love that. I think that they're going the same thing as you. Mm-hmm. Like, not that they've been betting and losing money every week on Houston, but it feels like a couple of these guys have been. Like, they're my love for the Jaguars has been kind of their love for Houston, um, which I, I look at this line as one of the fishier lines of the week in the sense that, like you just said, I've seen a couple of books at six and a half Houston. That means you can tease down Cleveland to half a point. They just need to simply win the game. So, yeah, maybe the books are giving us a free one there because I'm very tempted just to take that tease because it's like, and, and what world do they not win? I can see him maybe not covering, right? This is like a close game. Watson, if you watch any of the tape of him in practice, he's sealing balls over guys, just not in rhythm with, a uh, what is it, 12 weeks he hasn't practiced with any of these guys. So that is a big deal, like Chad was just talking about. So Houston and the Rams are two games of Chad. Again, I, we have a lot of games I love this week. If he came in with one of them, was like, you got to take one, I would be all bored this Sunday. Just six and a half, seven, I would take Houston in the contest. Seven and a half, no brainer, I would take um, the Rams. Yeah. So we'll have one of those two ugly dogs in for sure this weekend. I, I I really think the Seahawks are overvalued right now. So are the Browns. Like, you're getting such a bonus on – such inflation on Deshaun Watson. Um, right. Another game. I'm narrowing down our list here. You love the Raiders at plus two. Yeah. And that number has moved. Explain your logic. Well, the main love for I guess it was the Chargers, the sim- by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. Raiders, Chargers. The, yeah. the main love was of the matchup of this Chargers defense versus Raiders offense that we just saw move the ball at will, running the ball against the Seahawks. And the Chargers cannot stop the run. They have major injuries to their D tackle position. That's the biggest weakness. And I flipped the other side of the Herbert effect of. Yeah, he might win this game, but he wins them close. He's just a guy that plays really close games. And you're now you're giving me the Raiders, a divisional dog at home, playing against a Chargers team that they're just the darling of the public. The public simply loves this Chargers team. And it feels like we're in the exact same scenario last year. Um, hell, it might have been week eight. Yeah, it was week 18 because I remember everyone about the tie. We had the Raiders versus the Chargers, and the winner got into the playoffs. So, of course – the public hammered Herbert. They love the Chargers. And the line just sat at three, three and a half all week. And the books were happy. They let everyone come in, bet that number, went to overtime. The Raiders won outright anyway. So in this same kind of matchup, these teams really haven't changed that much. If anything, they've both gotten slightly worse. I mean, the Oakland, I mean, not Vegas's defense, they're terrible. Chargers defense is even worse than they were last year. Um, the The problem is, again, we talked about on Tuesday, if there's no Jacobs, that's where I have pause on this. Like he's the really what gets it going for this Vegas team. Like he is their offense. We saw how dominant he was. He's not practicing all week. I do think he's going to play like resting all week. You expect him to be back. 
I, if he is back, Chad, we're getting one and a half, two in the contest. Yeah, I would, I would still take this number. It's just simply a, just like the Giants play. It's a home divisional dog on a team that's just being undervalued. Vegas, we saw that historical thing of um, they had they had three different games. They had a 17-point lead, and they lost. That had never happened in the NFL before. So we saw the early, early, early woes of this McDaniels coach team early in the season. Now, these last couple weeks, they've seemed like they really started figuring things out and turning things around. Like, they know how to win. So, as long as Jacobs is playing this game, shot, I would take this. Let me ask you a question. Right now, I feel like we feel pretty good about the Niners. We feel pretty good about the Bengals. We will – I'm willing to bet that we'll bet uh, on the Rams. Are you feeling like – you could play the Titans right now. Like if you wanted to do it, I would do it just because I respect your opinion. I respect these other guys' opinions. So it's like, I just, I knew I was going to be on an island with it. Like I just knew in my heart of hearts where I told you, I felt this line blindly before I ran the numbers. It was going to be three, three and a half. That's just because it, it was two and a half. It was two the week before Eagles won. Titans didn't make sense. Right. Books bump it up to three and a half, three. What the hell? They shot it all up to six and a half. It just did not make sense. And like I, my first original bet was grabbing the six, grabbing the six and a half. And the fact that it didn't just drop all the way back down, which I thought it should have, four and a half, that that started to give me more confidence of being like, okay, Chad's right. This probably is the right side. But it's just a fishy, fishy line. I just will never get why it was so far above three, three and a half. And it could be the A.J. Brown effect that this is going to be such a revenge spot for him. And can the Titans offense keep up with an Eagles offense that – it's top three in points right now. They are a high-powered, high-flying offense. We haven't seen the Titans in many shootouts. We have not seen them really be in games that are shootouts, and they're on the road against an Eagles team that, at home, they put up points, and that's that's the difference to me. So it's the fear of the books know what they're doing, and they're sucking me in because I, I told you every ounce of my body is screaming, you have to take the Titans. It's like the New England thing. It's like you have to take New England against the Bills at home here. But I'm just trying to fight it off. It's just, it's like a sixth sense. I'm just, it's just too stinky. I don't, I don't like it. But I could be wrong. So if yeah, if it's five and a half, Chad, and you're like, hey asshole, we're putting this one in. You're, you're wrong on this. I'd be in because it's just if you're taking a big enough stand like that, who am I to say you're wrong? Because I'm, I'm not. I am in on the Eagles. It's not one of my bigger bets of the week though. What about? Uh, we haven't talked much about the Lions and the Jags. Um. Another split game between the pros. Yeah, and that like that line has just been bouncing back and forth, like Jags plus one, Jags minus one, Lions plus one, Lions minus one. I'm feeling yeah, a little told... more confident about the Lions. Yeah, I, I knew you liked them too. Where it's, I agreed with you. If it got up to two and a half, three, I would have been there with you on Detroit because that that that's too big of a number for this Jaguars team. But oh man. It's a coin flip game to me, though. That's why I just wouldn't feel comfortable putting the contest where it's like if, if you give me a two and a half or a three on either side, that would be the play to me. But it's not it's lined as a coin flip game. Yeah, it, it is. And it, it should be because it's like both teams have had such incredible weeks and then such egg laying weeks where you really don't know what you're getting week to week. And your love for Detroit, the only reason I want to back it is they're coming off such a bad home loss. Now they're at home again against the Jaguars team that I've seen all the trends. They have not historically been, you know, played well on the road 
Doug Pearson is trying to change all that, but he hasn't to this point. They Even this year, they have not played well on the road. So um, another game, Chad, where it comes Sunday, you might be able to flip me. But right now, my Jag, Jags homer hat's on. I can't flip on Thursday's show. All right. Uh, is there any game you feel like we're missing? I feel like we've got a lot of wait and sees, like 49ers, Rams, Bengals. And then we're a wait and see on the Raiders for Josh Jacobs. We're a wait and see on the Titans to see where the line is. I think we're uh, we're leaning Jets, um, but we don't know if we'll put it in the contest. Uh, no, no, I bet I'm on Jets now. Like if you would go all in three, on the Jets in the contest, okay? Yeah, yeah, like I'm on the three now. Okay, uh, so then that's four with like it looks like three or four Titans, uh, Las Vegas, maybe Atlanta. We'll see what we even, the, we even talk about. It. Like, I it, another game that I could somehow be talked into would be your love for the Broncos. Of oh, Lamar yeah. popped up an injury, had an injury of a quad, was held out of practice. That's a big deal. Um, with this Ravens team now, like their superstars are not practicing. Mark Andrews has not been practicing with Lamar. We saw him have key drops in that game in the end zone, have drops. That's big for a team that just has not been healthy this year. So, um, you, you're you have a couple of buddies, again, a couple of pros that agree with Chad. I just – I have such a fear of this Broncos team, just all the negativity. Um, but the reason – the biggest reason I want to bet on now is that stupid article you saw put out about half uh, Russell Wilson's teammates coming to his birthday party. So now I got to hear from every asshole I run to be like, yeah, easiest better of the week, right, Ravens? Like, they're going to shit on that team. Like, they already quit on Russ. And it's like, fuck. And every, every time someone says that, it makes me want to bet the Broncos. So – that's another game where if Jack comes to me on Sunday, it's going to be hard to fight him off because he's just, he's right what he talked about. We're getting two to three free points on this Broncos team. They're just, they've been absolutely terrible, but it's mainly on Russ. It's just week to week. We don't know what kind of Russ we're going to get. I mean, eight and a half points. Can we really, can we really be comfortable going in on the Rams and the Broncos and maybe <laughs> the Texans? Like, even that. Is so so gross. I know. No, it's it feels like a good week though to go ugly. Like there's some ugly games. It does doesn't the it? lines do make sense in these games? It really does feel like that kind of week. Um, all right. So I think we've we've talked enough about those games. Uh leaning towards Jets, leaning towards Rams, leaning towards Cincy, leaning towards uh Niners, and then sort of Last in, first out amongst potentially Titans, potentially Broncos, potentially Las Vegas if Josh Jacobs is playing. Um, yeah, okay. And that makes sense. Again, it, it's week 13, like injury reports at this point of the year, it's everything. So that's yep. a couple of these games. That's honestly what I'm really waiting on. I just need to know who's in, who's out, um, especially for a couple of these key positions. All right, I won Scooch Roulette last week. Uh, hey, brother, we're tied up. Tied up. We are tied. You're on my ass. I'm scared now. Uh, how do I not look at this point? How do I not take the Titans? Wow. I thought you were going to go with your darlings. All right. I'm taking the Titans. You give me the 49ers. All right. Three and a half of FanDuel. Thank you, FanDuel. All right. What's the best number I can What's the best number I can get on the Titans right now? Um, I'll let you grab the five. Is there a five available? Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at five and a half at offshore, but yeah, if you want to grab a five in America, there's fives. Well, I I bet legally. 
Uh, <laughs> Titans plus five. I'll True take Patriot. that. Yeah, exactly. Um, Moneyline Ron Robin. I mean, look. Rams, Broncos, Texans, <laughs> Colts. All right, let's, let's start over. Go Rams. Who'd you like? Broncos? I'm I'm fucking around. Okay. I, I don't know that like I'd I, ask I, I do have an ugly dog I want to throw in there that I, I just the whole city's behind it. Texans. We have to yeah. go to Texans money line. Against that scumbag Watson, like gotta, gotta go with gotta go with Houston. So go Houston, Giants. I mean, I'm not gonna fight Chad on it because it's his it's one of his darlings. Tennessee, um, Jets, and then Rams. So two uglies. Wow. Texans and Rams. Yeah, because I, I just can't see a world where the Colts win. I really want to do that because that would be such a classic Dallas choke spot. But we've seen this Colts team, they, their upsets have come at home. They really haven't done it on the road. So I, I, I'll do – I'll go with the Rams and just – that feels like the ugliest dog. That no, again, another money line. No one's going to bet you but me and you. Let me see how many people have bet the money line here. Yeah, so it's – on our app, it says less than 18% of the money. Oh, boy. No one's betting that money line. No, nobody <laughs> is. Uh, let's see. All right. So Texans, Giants. I'm going slow so people on AMP uh, can hear this. Texans, Giants, Titans, Jets, Rams for the money line. <clears throat> Round Robin parlay. Again, Scooch Roulette. Simon took the Niners plus th- uh, minus three and a half. I took the Titans plus five. Big balls, Rams plus eight. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network for producer extraordinaire Matt Mitchell. For my BFF, Simon Hunter, I am Chad Millman. Download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Listen to the very end, people. That's how we keep the rankings up. Listen, listen, listen. But also engage. Rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars. Say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you.